welcome to Modern Day, a podcast that celebrates curiosity as a tool for success. On this podcast, guests discuss what drives their motivation for change, how they've overcome obstacles, and the best lessons they've learned that we can apply to our own lives. This interview-style podcast allows us to ask real people real questions about their career, work hacks, and life. New episodes are published each week. Welcome back to Modern Day. Today, I have Lori Minsek, who's been a flight dispatcher for Sherwin-Williams Company for the last 21 years. Building off of the last episode, talking about leadership within an organization, Lori's here to talk about passing on leadership skills to the next generation. Lori, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on and, and to talk a little bit more about leadership. I've I've been super excited to come to this topic. Um, and I think that we really are going to have a great conversation moving forward. So let's get started. How many of the people you have or are currently working with are actually leaders? Well, you know, leaders is a tricky term, correct? Like we don't all have big titles that go with leading. So I think some of the best leaders in our organizations don't necessarily have the title that puts them in a leadership role. So I would say currently we have a couple very strong leaders, but again, they don't necessarily have the title that goes along with that. Do you see that there's been more um, effort in leadership development over the years? I mean, you say that there's, they're not necessarily, they don't have the titles that go with it, which probably means that the people that do have the titles um, are not necessarily leaders, which I think I see all the time. And, and in the last episode, we actually talked about how leadership and maybe the title, the responsibility is not necessarily synonymous with the individual having the qualities of of. A leader, but at the same time, I think that the newest generation is looking to be a leader in more ways than the title, in more ways than one. Do you see that developing a little bit more, or is it sort of still up to the person to look in, within themselves and, and become that leader that they would like to be? I kind of think a little bit of both. I actually think some of our best leaders, I think you might be born with leadership skills more than you can be taught. I think some things can be taught, but I think that urge from within, or I like to call it gumption, that makes you believe that, I don't want to say that you're right, but that you have leadership to offer, that you have something to offer to either the conversation or to another person. I think that's something that's within you and hard to create. I do believe that some leadership skills can be taught and that a lot of times we're learning those as we go along also, but you do see a major role in leadership. I I see all kinds of webinars for leadership. I also see MBAA offers a leadership um, conference. So I think there's lots of opportunities to get training for leadership and the skills and maybe increase our toolbox for leadership skills. But I do believe that Sometimes it's just some people are better leaders than others. I agree with that statement. And I think you see it all the time, especially when you work with people that are from all levels of your organization. You, it's very easy to point out those individuals that seem to be better leaders or or I would say more organically kind of in, in self-insert themselves in into these sort of positions where they become the leaders, even within their departments. And I think that's also very easy to see. One thing that I've always done is I find mentors. I mean, and I think I have mentors in pretty much in every aspect of my life. So one of the things I've always said too is that we're multidimensional people. So 
we have different interests and and with those different interests we probably have different mentors that sort of serve you in that interest so in your in your career and and as you've developed yourself as being a leader at your organization did you specifically go out to find a mentor and do you recommend that to a lot of people what's your take on it i think mentors are probably one of the most important things you can have i've never actually went looking. It always seems to happen more organically for me. Maybe that's not true of all people. So I think if they're not coming to you or not finding you, you do need to look for them because I, they will shape you. They will grow you. You get to learn from their experiences and you don't have to necessarily learn everything the hard way. Plus, I think I tend to be emotional sometimes. And I think that mentor can help keep you focused and learn to downplay the emotional and think more rationally. That's actually funny that you say um, that they don't ever come looking. I've always gone out and I've looked for mentors. And I think sometimes I sort of stand around in the background to see if I'm going to be a good fit. And and the reason why I say that is because sometimes these people can be, the people that you think would be great mentors are incredibly knowledgeable, but I don't think that it's always been the ones that I've chosen may not have always been able to cultivate very strong relationships with me. And I think that's partially part of a personality difference. And then, of course, I've met some that I've, we've sort of just clicked um, instantly. But part of leadership, part of finding a good mentor, part of leading within your organization, leading within a group of people, leading in your community is creating strong relationships, really strong relationships that you can be proud of, that you can help further strengthen different areas that you're looking to improve within your organization, your team, whatever it is. What have you found is the best way to cultivate these types of relationships? Well, as far as like peer-to-peer in an organization, I think some of the important things are just respect for one another, having consideration for one another, and offering some grace. Um, We all make mistakes. We all learn from them. So I think it's important when we're dealing with our peers to be very supportive, understanding, listen to them, and just try to be actually a part of the team, not be an individual. I think that's a very important part of leadership is being sacrificial. You want to support that team. And as a team, you want to do the absolute best you can. And you want each individual to give their best and put them always in a place to succeed. So I think to help, we need to just be very supportive of each other. I think sometimes we get very competitive and I see that a lot or people start to feel threatened. And I think we have to put that aside and always just work for the greater good in the other individuals and in the group as a whole. So you said grace, which is really interesting because I don't think whenever I've asked this question, I don't think a single person has ever said grace. Why do you think grace is so important? Do you feel like we're lacking a lot of grace in today's society? I honestly would say I think our younger generation is a little better at grace than our older generation. Really? Really? I think I feel like people would probably, I yes, I I, I would think that people would be the opposite. But what what's your take on that? That's interesting. Well, I just feel that this younger generation, they are very a deep feeling and caring um, generation. So I think they really care about other people's feelings and how they feel. So I think they're more willing to offer grace than maybe some of our older generations. 
that struggled more. And I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I just, that's just my take. I think the younger generation has they have deep, good hearts. So I think that allows them to offer grace to people more often. And like I said, I've made many mistakes in my career and in my personal life, but they've all helped me grow and get to where I am today. So I think mistakes are just part of that process. So I don't think you can cut those out, but I also think you can't demean somebody for making a mistake. You have to give them the chance to understand that mistakes happen. As long as you learn something from them and figure out how to keep them from happening again, or at least the same mistake, I think that's where grace comes in. Again, it's supporting each other. Do you feel that people that you've had to correct, when you show them grace, do they sort of respond better to the mistake that they made and, and really make more of an effort? Or do you think that it's you get sort of a similar outcome? How does How does that work? Well, I can't say that I've ever tried the coming down on someone hard syndrome that so <laughs> or how people would react to that. Um, I just try to treat other people like I'd want to be treated. And I find when you give people a chance to think through and see the mistake they've made, if they can actually focus on the mistake versus them making the mistake and making it so personal, I think we're all better in the end because we can look at what the actual issue is taking the emotion out of the situation. They don't get as defensive and they can actually look at it and figure out where we go from there in a positive direction. And I think that's really strong taking the emotion out of everything because everybody's really proud of the the work that they do. Very rarely will you meet somebody that says, oh, I'm not proud at all. I hate it all. You know, they're not entirely pessimistic. Everybody usually, and, and I believe that everybody should feel like they are a part of a mission. They are an integral part of whatever mission that they're working towards in a company, in, in, in a nonprofit organization, in, in a sporting event, whatever it is. I think that everybody feels that way. So I, I agree taking the emotion out of it. How are we going to solve this problem? How are we going to make sure the problem doesn't happen again? And showing grace is, is, a good, is a good way. I don't think I've ever thought about it in that way necessarily. But I think going forward, I'm always going to think about, am I showing grace to somebody that I think needs it? Um, and even maybe more on a slightly more emotional level to help build them up, which is part of leadership, right? Helping build sure. people up. So over the years, qualities of a leader, I believe have changed. And I think that from my observation, it seems that in the past, I think managers were meant to be managers to enforce processes and leaders were leaders. Um, but now we're managers, we're leaders. Sometimes people don't know the difference. Have those qualities sort of merged? Are they now synonymous? Do you think that it will be changing in the future? How do you view leadership today and where do you think it will take people in the future? I still think management and leadership are different. I mean, obviously there are some managers that are extraordinary leaders and there are great leaders that aren't managers. So I think there's still room to grow there. I think over time that will change. Again, I just think how we even look at our workforce today has changed. I think the younger generation has forced us to look at things differently and look at things from just a whole different perspective and look at the individual and 
it seems to me this younger generation, they just want to be heard. They want a chance to make something better, to be a part of something. And I think in past, it's been on the manager. We're just going to do it my way. So I think the fact that people are now demanding to at least be heard as part of the process, I think that will continue in years to come. And I think we're going to see that manager leadership role blend more organically together and become more a way of our future every day. And I I agree with you because I, I feel like I see that all the time where I think leaders are more, I would, I should say managers are taking more leadership development classes where I think is probably before they didn't take as, as many, but now that we're, we're moving on and we're in a sort of different role as leaders and as managers, and we're trying to, I think, more organically morph the two together, what are qualities that you would make sure if you were somebody's mentor, you might be somebody's mentor, I don't know, but if what would you make sure that you passed on to to the individuals, the next generation? That's hard. There's so many things. First, I would say, take time to listen. Listen to all kinds of different perspectives. Listen to those that you're working with and not working with. Like, I think listening is very important. And then next, I would say, don't be afraid to speak up. Because I think sometimes especially as women, we tend maybe to hold back and we have a lot to offer, but we lack that self-confidence within. So I think it's important that once you listen, if you have something to add, add it, step up and tell your side or tell your thoughts. And then again, I come back to just always take the time, no matter who I'm mentoring, I want them to mentor somebody behind me. You always have to remember where you came from. Never forget your struggles, that you started out knowing nothing at some point and you were new to everything and always take that time to help that next person behind you. It's just a building process. It's a ladder, not one that we step on each other, but one that we're just constantly helping pull each other up to the next rung. And I think that is so nice that you just sort of laid it out all in in one piece there because it's it is each one of those components. You know, you have to listen. I spent time with somebody today in my organization and she was just so happy that I spent an hour sitting down listening to what it is that are her struggles and and her her job every single day and how it is it that we're going to make it better. How are we going to improve on it? And I think that's a huge part of it and I and it's so funny because everybody says listen all the time, but I don't know how many people actually do a lot of listening. I think most people tend to be broadcasters and not enough people are listeners. And I think I personally think you gain so much more from listening. And and in my life, I spend more time asking questions. Obviously, here we are in in this scenario, I get to ask questions to all these people I think are incredibly inspiring. and, And I learn from them. And I think you can learn so much from listening. But but also, like you said, is really pulling everybody up. And in this competitive environment, and we're incredibly competitive, I think, internally with ourselves, trying to make ourselves better. But when you put us against somebody else, you know, whether it's high school, whether it's sports, college, academically, it doesn't matter. Once you, you even once you get into the the job force, you're always trying to be 
the best and trying to get the promotion, the next job or whatever it is that you're trying to do. And, and sometimes we get so competitive, we forget about the people that are around us that, that we could cultivate strong relationships with and, and help bring them all up. I mean, really, we'll all end up in the same place, you know, if we don't help bringing people up, which is nowhere. So bring, yeah, I agree. I've always believed, and we've talked about this before, that we can be leaders at the lowest level of employment. We can be leaders at the highest level of employment because, and like you said, you you agree with me here, we don't believe that leadership is necessarily synonymous with rank or responsibility. But there are small things that we can do, and you mentioned showing grace, you mentioned listening, that we can do to bring each other up. What are some other things that we can do, maybe interdepartmentally, maybe uh, with a stakeholder, maybe with a peer that we can do to really to really support each other? I'm not sure what I would suggest other than some of the things I've already said. Again, I think there's a lot to be said for respect, just respecting one another. I think people can come in with preconceived notions, and I think you have to take the time to get to know an individual. Again, it's very relational and you can work with someone and I guarantee you at some point you're going to work with someone you don't like, but whether you like them or not, you have to respect their role in the department or team or whatever you have. So I think just respecting a person and knowing that just because you have different beliefs, whether whatever those are, or different thought processes, or just don't mesh personality-wise, it doesn't decrease their role or what they offer to a team. So I think it's just very important to respect everybody in their role, no matter how big or how small. I agree. And I think I see that often because sometimes people forget that it takes everybody's role, everybody's knowledge, everybody's skill set to make the world go round. We need everybody. And and it is difficult. And I think when you get lost in your day-to-day hustle and bustle, it's probably easy to overlook. But when you really take time to sit down and, and talk to people, I I agree with you. It's it is it is incredibly important. So I always end every session with a piece of advice that you are willing to share with anybody that is listening. And the reality is that every time I say this, and I say this every time, that I, everybody that I have on here always provides amazing advice. And they, they take a whole session to provide awesome advice. And then I ask them to go a step further and say, can you please offer a little bit more? But um, I also take this time to let them know that they can offer advice on, in any way, whether it's leadership, it could be anything really. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would like to leave every listener with today? Just believe in yourself and believe in other people and treat them like you want to be treated. And I think you'll find that your job, your life altogether turns out to be much more fulfilling and maybe less combative when you take the time to treat everybody like you want to be treated. I think that's very, that's very powerful what you said, because I'm not sure that that many people take that into account every day. And and it's true when you start making a small change to to make everybody else feel welcome, your life does feel more fulfilling. So I agree with that. Lori, thank you so much for joining me today's session. Leadership, passing it on to the next generation. What are things that we can move forward and take into account? I know that um, the leaders of tomorrow that are going to be listening to this are, are really going to appreciate it. So thank you so much. Thank you. 